2: Welcome to Overnight Drive, number 29, 28 I almost said, and just like you said last week.
3: We're losing track quickly. Um, well, we I'm, always, I'm back home. We're back on Skype. This,
2: yeah. This, this is not as fun. This sucks. This isn't as fun as drinking Labatt Blue Under the Moonlight with my main man.
3: I was so happy you could actually hear the coyotes at the end for one I brief know. second.
2: <laughs> that was really nice. I listened to it today at work in headphones. I was really antisocial at work today. I was so busy and I had to do so much spreadsheeting that I just put my earbuds in and listened to our podcast and I was giggling to myself. Yeah. Is that like, is that megaloma- not megalomaniacal, but is that very egotistical that I think that we're fucking funny motherfuckers?
3: No question. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, you should go to a hospital <laughs> for that.
2: Oh, go. Oh, oh. oh, okay.
3: I got <laughs> back to work after vacation, man, and some stressful shit happened and I wanted to cry. What? <laughs> like all I wanted to oh. do was light a fire and sit in front of a plane.
2: And again. meanwhile, I am on the good foot. I am on life's surfboard right now. So no shit. So, uh, the yin and yang continues, my friend. Awesome. Um, so, why is your life sucked this week?
3: Uh, what do we got? Well, I got uh, I got a you,
2: cat here. You made your girlfriend pregnant.
3: No, not that bad. Okay. But, uh, I, got a, I already usually have a cat. Which is <laughs> lays, raises my stress level to you know like a, a low degree. Cats, but cats then, are
2: stressful creatures, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, but now we got this other cat that is staying here briefly, uh, and I've been home for forty five minutes. All I've done is referee fights between them because they really don't get along. <laughs> uh, so I'm just shouting at cats, and then I realize that I'm. Shouting at cats like it. You know, I suddenly come online and I realized I'm speaking to cats like they're children. Oh good uh, Yeah, which is always the fucking first step down a grand staircase of misery um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's that's where my life is at right now. I'm fucking trying to keep cats from fighting So if you hear some shit in the background, that's probably the cats encountering each other
2: wait 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 So you terrible your life has gone down the tubes because your two felines are fighting. Yeah Oh, boy! Oh, your life sucks, man.
3: Yeah, I know. It's a it's a rough scene right now. Jesus Christ! You're
2: uh, um, uh, f- forget what I said about Yin and Yang. Your life is still much better than
3: mine. <laughs> it's just fresh in my mind right now. Give me it's some just, time, Mom. Okay,
2: fine. Now some stressful shit. Uh, cats are, unless it's a really nice, cuddly cat. I find that uh, if I get a cat, I immediately feed it way too much, and then it gets fat and lazy. Awesome. And that's the kind of cat I love. But if I have a young, athletic cat, it's kind of like having a young, athletic girlfriend. She just wants to do stuff all the time. hmm And, uh, I mean, she just wants to do it all the time, too, which is okay, I guess, but I can't keep up.
3: I'd like, hey, cat, there's this SVU marathon on that's... Uh- <laughs> I'd really prefer to do that instead of brush you.
2: Are you sure you don't want to polish off a season of Cheers?
3: <laughs> We're so yeah. close.
2: We're so close. Are you sure you don't want to compare coach versus um? What's the fuck? The, what the fuck is the dude's name? Uh, Woody. Woody Boyd. <laughs>
3: You know, I noticed uh, on CNN.com they actually had a list of the top five like binge watching things that you should be doing. Like binge watching has become that much of a thing that it's on CNN's front page now.
2: Oh, that's really good. People have become that insular that binge watching is a thing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Cool. So, life. So, um, so what's going on with you? Me? Uh, well, I uh, I just uh, probably seventy percent medicinal, but I excellent. Some I nice s Monday Monday night I kind of just felt myself switch into fifth gear and I feel alive for the very first time. And, Love when uh, that shit happens. I think I can fly to paraphrase Pod. Um, you remember Pod, right? I do. Good, really good band. Southbound was their best song. Remember that song? That was like, that was like they kind of like. Uh, I remember back back in the day, everyone was like, "Oh my god, that band totally ripped off Downset." <laughs> <laughs> Or, just, or people are like, oh, Papa Roach totally ripped off Harvest. And one dude, local hero, uh, was like, dude, they should totally fucking sue. Harvest should sue Papa Roach. Jesus fucking Christ. So they're like, they should sue Harvest. Uh, Harvest should sue Papa Roach because uh, they stole their part. Uh, and uh, But imagine being a lawyer and, like, you're getting ready to leave for the day. And their phone rings and it's some dude in a band. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i was listening to the radio uh, in my uh, on, on my courier my bike courier job and i heard a song that sounds suspiciously like a song that i wrote so I'd like to sue this band for a million dollars. Imagine you're the attorney and you're just sort of stare at the phone like, "Oh my fucking god."
0: Well,
3: well, let's think about this though. What if you're the attorney that picked up the phone when Jazz Coleman was like, "I just heard this fucking Nirvana song. It's my fucking rip." Like I'd be like, "I'll, I'll take that case. It's yeah.
2: all right." Did the Killing Joke actually sue Nirvana?
3: I, I, think they were going to. I don't know if it actually went to court or not, but yeah, there was. Uh, it, it got legal.
2: I remember when Wire sued Elastica and won.
3: Why are Alaska and somebody else Alaska too, for... The same album had another song that was... Yeah. The- Oh, it was the uh, the Stranglers also? Uh.
2: Oh, I love. Oh, <laughs> do you remember when we used to listen to the song "Skin Deep" all the time constantly, and, and we changed the lyrics to "Better watch out for Sean Duty."
3: Sean Duty really got mad at that for some reason.
2: <laughs> better watch out for Sean Duty. <laughs> so good, and he, he, I remember that was in Birmingham, and we we were driving from Little Island to um the cave nine to play and uh it oh, yeah. was like we we're like putting it on and then i was like oh man i better watch out for sean dude and patrick's like tell him dude tell him why they have to look out for you man <laughs> like trying to be like ever supportive why would someone have to look out for you motherfucker just um, stop yeah just stop ah just just he would he never i don't think he's ever gotten to the point where he just said just stop
3: no no cuz he, he, he loves that little bit of attention at the mean, same time
2: i know man we got to get i mean for episode i'm oh, episode 30 is like soon yeah i was i still want to come back down but the city is so hot right it's now
3: it's really really hot right
2: now concrete jungle man i can't deal with it unless bananarama is following me in a in a tractor in a tractor trailer truck with no tra- no trailer <laughs> I'm not interested in hanging out in the hot city, especially like, oh, yeah, I'm just thinking like, you know, when you go into the subway and it's just like stale air and everybody's sweating. Ugh, no. I read Thank a
3: thing you. a few weeks ago that when you uh, check the chemical composition of the air in the subways, uh, it's something like some measurable amount of that air is uh, human skin.
2: Motherfucker. Ooh. It's yeah. like using a public shower.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, just imagine like licking the fucking arm of everybody in the subway you're with. You might as well. Yeah.
2: I've seen some hot arms in the subway, like when girls were just a tank or like, you know, or like a low cut. Oh, I'd like to I love in my sexual life, I love licking arms, man. I like licking backs and arms.
3: Wow.
2: I like to lick butts.
3: Alright.
2: But anyway, I'm on the good foot. Um, back to the well, what I started uh, eight minutes ago. Uh, It's 70% medicinal, but I'm also... uh, Monday night, I just kind of switched into fifth gear. Um, A friend of mine, who I I barely know, um, said gave me, like, a pep talk, and I talked about it in earlier episodes, but she... I really don't know this person at all. But she took it upon herself to give me, like, a Tony Robbins fucking motivational speech (laughs) that lasted about a week. And, um... Like... It really resonated with me, to the Sometimes point. Sometimes that shit just hits you. And yeah, and it's like it just—I don't know. It's just—it would just be like a stranger who I kind of know, like coming up to me at a party and just saying, "Dude, you need to get your little shit together. You need to be more interesting. You need to put your best foot forward. You need to stop worrying about getting fucked all the time." And I was like, "Whoa, it makes total sense." Um, and she's she's very attractive too, which puts me at a power. Oh, God
3: damn
2: it! <laughs> she's she's a knockout. Um, but I'm I'm playing it cool, so it's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, uh, but she also listens to the podcast, so I just told her that I think she's a knockout.
3: But yeah, so that maybe but, oh, uh that's, ki- that's so well, that was fun while it lasted.
2: Hey, I know it's fine. Um, no, but I mean more than anything, I mean, she's obviously very very beautiful. But uh, there's just. I like the plane the plane talk is very intriguing to me
3: just coming at you coming at you straight shooting
2: (laughs) coming at you strong um, like public enemy she's like she's like my Chuck D when she just comes at me with that truth Um,
3: it's a lot like Chuck D also very
2: beautiful yeah also very beautiful either either person I would uh, I would make out with Chuck D is uh, right up my alley as far as my taste in men goes so Uh, strong black man probably won't ever talk to you again what to, if he
3: did that? What if he wanted you to go over and do yoga at Russell Simmons' house?
2: Oh, I will, I would.
3: Except you were hungover. You, know, you had a lot of Jenny Cream Ale the night before. Oh, and man. fucking Chuck D wakes you up at fucking 6 in the morning. He's like, come on. Come get on. those chakras fucking extended or whatever it is you do.
2: Are we, am I, at, the, at this point, am I like Chuck D's rent boy?
3: I guess so, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm with it. Is that all right? And that's cool? He's like a really powerful and rich man still, even in the rap game. Uh, is he on the down low, though? Like, if I see him in public, do I have to not look at him?
3: I, that's a good question. I, I would say yes, definitely.
2: All right. So, oh, man. Because I'm a cancer. And I, I get My feelings got hurt really easily. So,
3: hmm.
2: Yeah, all right, I would. I would just all because right, just because of that money, you know, and paying my rent in New York. Awesome. You know, but I, yeah, I, but I would. Is,
3: that shit's nice. That's true.
2: I would chisel him, though. I'd be like, no, I want this place in like the lower. I wouldn't want to live in the Lower East Side. No, No, don't do that. Don't do that. I'd like to live in Inwood, in like, (laughs) in like, in like the suburbs. Where so I'm like Chuck D, rent me a house in Inwood, and I'll you know, we can do fucking suck and uh, just pay my rent, and then I'll. He'd be down for that. Yeah, I'll get you a sandwich with capers on it. Okay, I remember that. Now. I remember because I I used to watch. I was a religious viewer of that Puff Daddy reality show, Making the Band. Oh man! And he his one of his challenges was y'all gotta find me a sandwich with capers on it at three in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> if you're from New York, that's probably not too hard to do. But these people are like, where do we go? And they're like at the supermarket. Yeah, they're at, they're at like uh, they're at like Food Town and like looking for capers and like nobody got it. But I was like, man, I would totally end up being Puff Daddy's rent boy. And I would teach him how to dance also,
3: which would be Interesting. great. Interesting. I actually saw, uh, what's the name, Russell Simmons, just walking down Driggs Avenue in Brooklyn uh, a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you needed any more indication that fucking, like, Williamsburg is, like, way over, like, way super done. <laughs> like, that was it. It's, dude should have been walking in the street with a parade. Hey wow
2: it's one of the richest most powerful men in the world is walking down Driggs Avenue.
3: Just chilling by himself like that's no crazy. like no posse no nothing just fucking Russell Simmons.
2: Yeah. Well, the last time I went there I walked to your house from the train stop and across the park was like a condominium that looked like it was like a skyscraper condominium. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like well, where did this come up because I when I lived there it wasn't that didn't exist and now all oh, of a yeah. sudden it's like it's like gigantic gigantic. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's there. It's, I mean, it's cool. Well, it's not, I'm not going to get on a big gentrification rap, but uh, whatever. You know, it's cool. Where Where will everyone move to next? Will it be Bed-Stuy? Will it be East New York? Where will please it be it? East New York. Please yeah, be East please New York. <laughs> East New York. Please just move. Everybody move to Long Island. Oh, that'd be um, so nice, wouldn't it? Or like FEMA. They just build FEMA camps. in a way. It'd be great. That would be good, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the good foot for a lot of reasons. The Fourth of July was awesome. I had a great time.
3: I did too, man. But I'm right now as I'm talking, I'm scratching the shit out of some mosquito bites that I oh. still have from that. Like- In
2: my sleep, I scratched one on my foot, and I woke up and there was blood all over my sheets. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize, but I, I must be a hemophiliac because I bled for a, a good a good amount of time on my sheets, and uh, it wasn't my period. That that hasn't come yet. Which Not yet. I'm a little yet. weird about. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I just thought about that. I'm about two weeks late. True. Fuck.
3: Check that shit out.
2: I guess. I haven't been fucked, but maybe I'm just stressed out. I don't just, know. Yeah, you just, you know, it's one of those things. I've been a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, there was that one hookup, but we were totally safe.
3: No, you're good. You're good.
2: We were totally... Maybe s- get a test. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait it out. <laughs> Love that logic. Maybe I'll just wait it out. I would never tell him. I would never uh, tell him. I would never. I would never tell him. Um, but
3: might, I, I. What you might want right?
2: to. I had a. I had a girlfriend who told me that she would never tell me, and she would just have a secret abortion. Well,
3: Which that, that happened though. What the fuck.
2: It did happen, but she wasn't my girlfriend. You just we were uh, just going. To, you know, just going to club cheating for a little right, while. Right. But uh, or maybe just club regular you <laughs> know but um just club yeah i just can't believe that that happened like um a really long time ago and she just decided to tell me now and we've talked a bunch uh like recently like interesting before she decided to come forward that was really w- weird and wild for me and uh a real fucking trip that i I had a demon little demon spawn for about two weeks. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I think, no good. I think about it more and more. It's like, you know, maybe right now I would have named him Honda. <laughs> I would have um uh I would have named him Honda Burt Reynolds um Christopher. Yeah. That's what I, I wouldn't know what name. to do with that one. When I was a kid, when I was in a metalhead, I wanted to name... I was like, my firstborn is going to be named Slayer Iomi. <laughs> <laughs> Slayer Iomi.
3: Jesus fucking Christ.
2: And my senior quote was a Black Sabbath quote from... Uh, not to be redundant. My, my senior quote was a line from a Black Sabbath song. Uh, but it was from the Never Say Die album.
3: Wow. You fucking dug in there. I
2: dug, dug deep. I was into those deep grooves, man. I was a big Never Black Sabbath, Never Say Die fan because uh, I really like that the, the title track, of course. But then I like the songs like the songs like Air Dance, where Bill Ward sings and stuff like that, stuff that nobody knows about. But if you're out there and you are like metal music, take a break from listening to like you know. Patagonia or whatever the fuck metal band you listen to right now isn't that a isn't that a line of hiking gear? No, Patagonia. Yeah, it's a,
3: a line of hiking gear. It's a uh, a region in the uh, South American continent,
2: and it's a fucking metal band. Okay. Is it
3: really a metal band? No. Oh god. No. Almighty.
2: But uh, listen to the Never Say Black Sabbath Never Say Die album, the eighth, the eighth and final album with Ozzy Osbourne. It's a good album. It's well, it's good in its mediocrity. Uh, there was the the classic mail-in album. Although the song "Junior's Eyes," if you've ever had some drama with your dad, maybe he left home at a young age or whatever. If you listen to "Junior's Eyes," you'll you'll start crying, man. You'll have fucking teary eyes.
3: I think a few of these songs were covered in the Black Sabbath cover set that uh, that you knocked out a few years ago at the oh cover show. Oh
2: my god, that's oh, yeah. right. Did I do that?
3: Yes, you did. I don't
2: even I have no recollection of that.
3: That was the same show where uh, I played with Kitty Little with the broken finger.
2: You played Descended songs.
3: Yeah, we played Descended songs. Let that marinate.
2: Wait, did I sing Black Sabbath songs? Did I really? You Did yes, you did. With some, oh, I don't even remember. I don't remember. There's no recollection at all. It's wow, so yeah. Weird.
3: It was at that weird skate park down by the fucking uh, yeah, by the the highway. Yeah.
2: Oh my god! And I remember that it was. Super snowy, like a blizzard, and people yep. still showed up. But I don't, I don't. The remember. only
3: real recollection I have is everyone being excited for Black Sabbath, being bummed as shit that it was all like fucking B sides from Phone In albums. You know what?
2: I remember now because the mess. The lo- when when back when we had like four local message boards or three local uh. message boards, everybody because <laughs> we played Junior's Eyes, we played like. Um, fucking uh, hole in the sky. We played all kinds of like deep cuts and people were getting pissy. We played Sleeping Village.
3: Oh, oh that's right.
2: <laughs> I do remember that. Nick Ace, uh, friend of the podcast, Nick Ace on drums, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I because, do re- uh,
3: wasn't Tom in that also? Older Tom, brother
2: Tom? Older brother Tom. Uh, I think Joe Camareri was in that. I, I see. That's weird. I, I have, that must have been one of those things that I just sailed in and then never thought about again. <laughs> Honestly, because I I have you just j I, I that never happens to me because I have like an elephant's memory when it comes to anything having to do with playing. I just I cannot I completely forgot I did a Black Sabbath set. Wow.
3: My favorite part was in the middle of the whole thing, people are already bummed and you went is everybody high? Well, so am I! was just like, oh, God. Yeah,
2: I went it, right over the it top. It
3: was the most fucking like fart in church moment. It was great. <laughs> Is everybody high?
2: Well, so am I! I had to pull out the old Aussie, Aussie oh, lines, man. <laughs> Let's have a fucking party. I remember I said that, too. Let's have a fucking party! This was the uptight Albany, man. Everyone's a fucking square. That was like the, I think that was the time when everyone was, like, uh, into being straight edge for, like, six months. Yeah, it sounds right. That was great. That was great. People are expecting... But, see, like, people thrive in expectations, man. You just, oh, we're gonna play Paranoid. We played, um... Uh, the fucking Fairies were Boots, I think, too. <laughs> which is just a really long song. Oh, I think we did... The, oh, my God. I really... I, I don't remember but I, I this is all coming back to me in a memory flood so uh, all of a sudden I, I gotta get at that case and somebody probably somebody there was also the time when there were like these nerdy just nerdy like archivists you know how like every yeah. you know how like people in the late 90s and early 2000s everyone would have a cap a camera or a camcorder yep Somehow recording these shows for posterity. They're all for on mini
3: DV, so no one has a fucking converter, so they're just stuck yeah. in these little tapes in like someone's parents' basement. They're on
2: VHS C, like when you lost <laughs> and you lost the converter tape, so you can't like look at it anymore. Yeah, you can watch it through the viewfinder with headphones. Perfect. <laughs> how I used how I used to watch uh, porn briefly uh, in a VHS camcorder.
3: Wow, that's actually pretty slick.
2: It was cool. I put the cam. I would get f- completely nude. I would
3: put that's the, less slick.
2: <laughs> well, my dick was my dick was pretty slick when I got going. I watched Ed Powers' Dirty Debutantes. Uh, usually, I actually I remember Ed Powers' Dirty Debutantes, Volume Forty Two. There's a girl named Jessie wow. Saint Croix, who, who I loved, and she one shot deal, but she was really really good. And um, but I imagine me fat laying in the one hundred laying in my room. Uh, at 100 Dana uh, with a camcorder on my shoulder, VHS tape in on p- press play, headphones in, looking through the viewfinder, and jerking off with my left hand.
3: <laughs> this is fucking awful. Yeah, why even- hey, do, do you want any pasta? Oh shit. And you um, have headphones on, so you don't even know that someone walked into the room.
2: Also in 2003, I think 2003, <laughs> yeah. I think 2003, the blackout remember the blackout we had there uh oh the yeah that's right i was watching i was watching porn uh on my uh tourney dial tv when that happened and uh it wow. went out it was right after i finished house painting for the day and i came home and had a wank and in mid wank in mid coital mid coitus i the power went out and it was the middle of the summer and everybody just went outside
3: yeah, Which is, that was a very weird, like, what was that, like, eight hours we had no power. It was wild. Yeah, ice.
2: I just went to sleep. When I went to sleep, I had a... I, uh, I remember I was bummed because the telephone was out, and I couldn't call this girl that I was talking to off Makeout Club who lived in Plattsburgh. <laughs> remember that. Plattsburgh is, like, uh, a million miles away from nowhere. And, um, yeah, I got really bummed. And then, uh, you know, then we never really talked again because she got all weird about it. So thanks blackout.
3: Yeah, you really uh, you did good work there.
2: <laughs> you did good work there, dude. Um, I
3: just tried to Google Jesse Saint Croix and all it came up with is a bunch of bunk shots. Uh, not of women, like all of men.
2: J e s s i e s t Croix. Oh,
3: I mean, I, I found her on uh, IMDb because oh. there's like this weird porn IMDb fucking <laughs> blurbs, but uh, yeah, nobody nobody real came up there.
2: Perfect. I'm really glad. Um, I'm really glad that her name lives on. I have actually, in my lower moments, I have Googled her name. Uh, because in the... Um, this is so embarrassing. In uh, in, the po- in the in the podcast, in the video, she mentions that she's from Toronto, Canada. Oh, man. So I Googled Jessie St. Croix Toronto. Looking for her, maybe she'd mentioned it on a personal blog. Like, oh, I can't believe I did porn 15 years ago. <laughs> you know? Like maybe like a really intensely personal Tumblr or something like that. And I would find her. I would promise her uh, dinner, a trip to um, the, the Sky Dome to watch an... Uh, Sizzler. Well, yeah, Sizzler. Uh, take her to the Sky Dome to watch an Argos game. <laughs> then I would take her down low. And that's my big sexual fantasy that I hope hope to fulfill someday with a f- now probably 50-year-old Jesse St. Croix.
3: Correct. All came. right, I yeah, I'd say uh, i say it's an achievable goal. Do you think, provided she hasn't like died of leukemia or something?
2: Andrew, I enjoy. I'm. It's really encouraging that I have a friend that encur- and really supports my goals and dreams. I only
3: want these things for you.
2: Thank you. You know, and I. You know what? On I drove to Boston on Saturday, which is why we couldn't record the third podcast.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but on the way, I listened to episode two.
3: Wow, you really went back in the archives.
2: And yeah, well, you guaranteed that I would get laid off this podcast.
3: That does sound like something I would say.
2: Yeah, you said, "You know what? It's nothing. You know what? It's uh, everything's looking up from here." And uh... and I was like, "Come on, man! You know, we really need to make sure that I can crawl up some legs soon." Because this was back before I dated the punk girl. I was like desperado. I hadn't got that laid. doesn't count. Mm, no, no, it doesn't actually. Motherfucker. No, I, I I chased her on my own accord. Unfortunately, um, no, but I. Uh, and then you're like, yep. You know what? I guarantee by episode
3: five, you'll Whoa!
2: Be, you'll be elbow. You said I'll be oh. uh uh waist deep in women. That's what I'm you a
3: said. good fucking salesman, man. I'm pretty confident. You fucking are episode five. Hey,
2: you are a good salesman, but episode five, not so much. It's so we are now um many episodes past that. almost twenty. If we
3: were to do this in seasons, like we take the summer off, we come back for season two <laughs> in the fall, and then season three, episode five, it uh, it goes in a full swing. Well,
2: that's what I was going to ask you. Do you want to make a new prediction about um, if I will in fact get any uh, now I want to say cutty, but I have been instructed that using crude terms for female genitalia is not the best way to be. By I, my mother told me this. My aunt told me this. Uh, a couple other people who listen to the podcast told me this. Yes, my mom listens to the podcast, um, which is fine.
3: Uh, is that fine?
2: It's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm an open book, man. Every day is every day is a winding road, Andrew. All right. I get a little bit closer uh, to my mom this way. She knows what's going on with me. At least she she knows I'm alive. She, it's uh, my birthday tomorrow, by the way. I'm 30, It certainly is. Thirty six years old. Um, that uh, I have a half a bottle of cherry shvedka in my room right now, um, leftover from last week. Excellent. I I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but this upcoming this weekend, I think I'm going to have a beer blast. So, if anybody wants to come over to my house, I'm having a beer blast on Saturday. Involving cooking uh, veggie dogs and uh, drinking beer. So
3: I wasn't aware that a beer blast was like a real thing.
2: Yeah, you can come over. Well, it's just I just like to call it a beer blast, but it's really just standing around and drinking beer.
3: All right, fair enough. So. Watching Wire videos on YouTube.
2: Yeah, watching exactly watching Wire. I make people watch uh, NFL bloopers usually. If I have control, if I have control of YouTube, it's definitely NFL bloopers or Seahawks highlights where I scream at the television. I watched the beast. I watched the beast mode highlight. Holy shit!
3: <laughs> god, people got so bummed. When we were we just we just spent a good portion of uh, recording, sincerely, in their little break room watching uh, ski bloopers. Yeah. Oh my on, god. Uh, on VHS.
2: <laughs> oh, what's the name of that? Um, oh, what's the name of that dude who does anyway, the ski I gotta bloopers? Google him. Warren Warren Miller. Miller. Warren Miller. Google Warren Miller ski bloopers. The dude is great, and it was funny because. When you, we we always I don't know why we're always talking about the sincerely album lately, but um,
3: yeah, I know it's weird.
2: It's fine. Um, it's
3: almost as though something's about to happen with it.
2: Wow, maybe. Um, uh, but we were watching like um, I don't even know. We were just watching the, the fucking ski bloopers over and over again. It's the same
3: video. Just watched it like 10 times. But we
2: were dying laughing, and people were just kind of like, oh, because that's a very cool environment, you know, (laughs) and uh, especially in D.C., everybody is a little cooler than now in D.C., so we were like, "Whoa, are you watching ski bloopers? It was probably bought as a joke. And uh, we're like, this is fucking awesome. We love Warren Miller, and we love ski bloopers because he has all these these, these one liners like, "Oh, should have made gone left when you meant to go right." Oh and yeah, like just...
3: sub America's home video, America's uh, funniest home videos uh, commentary on it. It's it's so bad,
2: but honestly, it's it's uh, it's really good.
3: It is really good. There was you know there was one blooper. It wasn't even a blooper when those guys tied uh, a bunch of railroad ties <laughs> to a set of skis, <laughs> sent it down the mountain. Oh. That, Nobody could deny it was funny as shit. It
2: was great. It was awesome. We were losing our shit over it. everybody thought it was mildly amusing, but we were like laughing so loud that it was like bleeding into other people recording in other parts of the studio. and We had to calm down. There was
3: down. very few things more obnoxious than when you and I would get the giggles, like the "I'm too yeah. tired, I can't fuck it," like I can't handle it. Giggles. There's nothing... Asking Sean Doody if he wanted a pita garden at Al's falafel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or a water
3: <laughs> hey, These aren't even funny to say hey, out goody, loud. Just, hey, goody. Yeah. No,
2: well, the best part about Al's in Birmingham, which is my favorite restaurant of all time, is that of anywhere I've ever been, that's my favorite. We asked, the menu probably had legitimately 60 items on it. Sean Doody wasn't eating for some reason. He's like, I don't, I'm trying not to eat. This is when he would like do calisthenics on tour and try to like maintain his fit toned body Um, very toned and very fit and he would say oh no no and we're like Sean Goody come on man don't you want to don't you want to have like a side of fries don't you want to have a side of salsa don't you want to have a hamburger a cheeseburger? Wouldn't you want to have a bacon burger? Like, it's really... This
3: is this is shown that he's <laughs> mental disease, that he just keeps going, no, 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 no. no. Like, it's like a fucking cartoon.
2: <laughs> so we run through the, the gamut, the entire list, and we're dying. We, we can't even talk at the end, because he's saying no the whole time. Meanwhile, there's like 30 people around us, because <laughs> the sh- a show had gotten out, and that's like the thing, that's like the place to go after shows is Al's. And we're, people were, were just crying, laughing. Like, we would, as a band, we were really good at alienating people at shows. Like, remember that time in Buffalo where we just played cards and watched that? Oh, yeah. We were playing cards and watching a 1001 Cum Shots video. <laughs> and people were just going to the living room we where were, where like, sitting and playing cards. And they're like, oh, who are these guys? And they're like, oh, that's the band. That's
3: <laughs> great. Yeah, I, most bands get out of the van. They want to, like, chase women around and get beer. And they're like, oh, you know, who has coke? Like yeah, all this cool. shit, nope. Like I just, I want to, I want to sit and I want to play Grand Theft Auto One on my little laptop behind yeah. the the band's table, and then go back to your house and watch Alf on VHS and yeah. go to bed at a reasonable hour. That's it. Yeah,
2: I'm not trying to chase any young young stuff. I'm not trying to chase any Cuddy because I know I'm because uh, I know that's nothing but trouble. Because I know that's some dude's fucking internet girlfriend. Who's mm-hmm. gonna fucking try and kill
3: us? That happened to us. Remember that? Uh, well, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but there was somebody in the band who went out with or just messed around with a girl in uh, a, a city in a state just south of here, who had some like little thin metal dick, like running around telling everybody he was gonna stab him at the show. We just yeah. sit around and like look for this fucking lunatic who you know didn't show up.
2: It was the best. We were on high alert. <laughs> and the, for the next few years, whenever we play that city, we were always like on alert because they would somehow get some Huckleberry would get wind mm-hmm. that we were playing and he would fucking, you know, put his fucking bike, put his, a, a fix, fix his bike tire and fucking <laughs> ride down to the show in his in his Dickies fucking coveralls with the fucking butt flap on it and think he's got style and grace and try to fucking fight somebody. when in yeah. actuality, he could be standing outside and, you know, fucking... This beard that smells like cigarettes. It's fucking <laughs> drinking, you know, it's like fucking eating something out of a Tupperware container because he's vegan.
3: This is fucking awful.
2: You know, this just like the worst person ever. Like you're vegan, but you have bad teeth and your breath sucks. Like maybe what's I'd, the point? What's the point? You know, just oh. eat a, eat a steak. Maybe it'll toughen your teeth up, bro. <laughs>
3: um. So you had mentioned something earlier when you said that we didn't record the third podcast.
2: Oh, yes. But that
3: would imply that there was a second podcast recorded, which there sort of was. <laughs> but also, in a sense, you're sort of listening to it because this is the second take of episode 29. That's you want to explain this a little bit?
2: Well, uh, Andrew, uh, I played a show with my outsider art band, Casas Sleep.
3: You did. It was dope.
2: Andrew actually liked it, which is which is cool, and, and I don't think he's lying. But
3: um, no, I, I want to record it for real.
2: Okay, good. It was really fun. I threw together some synth music really quick as a challenge to myself. Uh, I knew that the show was coming up for about a month, but in two hours before I had to go on, I threw together some snippets, some stuff I had been working on. Uh, I wrote, I recorded about four or five really quick and easy, lazy synth songs with um some instruments uh, that I had borrowed from Justin Kiss he has a, a Juno, uh, Roland Juno 6 synthesizer he has a Yamaha DX7 he has a uh, Roland TR uh, 606 drum machine that I use extensively and I made it happen and it was fun and I didn't know the lyrics at all so I just made stuff up <laughs> and it was great uh, but afterward, we you know we didn't really want to see anybody else play. But we're kind of hanging out, and we're getting kind of progressively drunker. Sort of, we decide you know what, let's do an overnight drive upstairs at the club Valentine's. Which there's no show going on upstairs, but there's a show going on downstairs. So we went upstairs. We um, tried to record. Um, didn't come out our, very good. our our part didn't come out very good, just because we're kind of like meh, meh, meh. But
3: well, I was having like a, an actual mental like. Issue.
2: You were. At that you, place. were you were.
3: You, cause I that's... was really. Well, I was angry because, first of all, like, the band that was playing <laughs> downstairs as we yeah. played, like, I really dislike, and I was getting, like, really, like, w- overly hostile. Yeah. About, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it was just. I, I was getting, uh, it's I was getting very time. Albany about it.
2: Yeah. You're, you, Albany makes you tight. That's the first time I've seen you yeah. t- tight in a really long time. So. But then also
3: at the same time just coming back and being like oh really nothing has changed no. since I left
2: people talking about the same stuff that happened yeah
3: like I remember saying to you like oh it's 10 minutes after I left like yeah. I came, <laughs> it's the same day and I came back and I'm just this is what happened right after I left
2: it's exactly the truth fucking time
3: warp this is uh, I so mean so yeah I was I was flipping out I was yeah <laughs> really not feeling
2: it no it's just why I don't hang out that much in town uh, it's because I always get into that vacuum where I have to I'm forced to talk about like a show that happened 10 years ago like mm-hmm. and forced to pretend to remember, to recount, because everybody just loves to regurgitate facts. Nobody looks for Which we've been
3: doing this whole episode. Right,
2: <laughs> but this, this, there's a fine line between nostalgia and bullshit. Correct. And everyone in Albany seems to really love that bullshit. Remember that time where we shot Silly String at someone at a party in 1999? No. No, I don't. No, I really no. super don't, man. I super don't. <laughs> like I, if, if don't had superpowers <laughs> and don't was able to fly across this fucking city that's where I'm at I don't I super don't alright go kiss a dog <laughs> All right, seriously seriously that's my best. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, I've been watching these Don Rickles clips before I go to bed. And one time, he just he's like, and and, and another thing, go kiss a dog. <laughs> so I fucking <laughs> almost fell out of my bed. It was so funny. If you Google Don Rickles, if you want the best insult comic ever, it
3: sucks that you have to say Google Don Rickles to people. Like, they yeah. don't know who he is anymore. So Nobody knows
2: suck. it. It's <laughs> this shit's so good. But the the uh, conflict diamond in the uh, darkened quarry of our failed podcast was the fact that our friend Ray the Bouncer decided to come upstairs and do about 10 minutes of material. And he is um, not kidding, not exaggerating. He is the most genuine individual that we know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he is uh, something else, to say the least. (laughs) He is
2: the real deal, the autographic unit, the the, uh, original Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess without further ado, we are going to dip into that audio.
3: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something we never did before. We're gonna cut into another podcast and then cut back after uh, after Ray.
2: All right. So, without further ado, here is Ray the Bouncer. Uh,
3: yeah. Fuck. Anyway, but yeah, that Sandy was awesome because it was just Sunday for like a week straight. Like everyone just got up and like everyone woke up at noon and went to brunch every day for a week. Wow. It was just like although by the end of it, people started to get really weird. Really. Like really, because you couldn't go anywhere or do anything, so it started to get a little a uh, little crazy. Oh, Ray! Uh, I hear Ray is here. in the background.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Ray the Bouncer is a local folk hero, um, the best bouncer in Albany no by question. far. He has a million different stories. Uh, he has—he is stronger than the storm. Also, yes,
3: he, he stronger than many storms. Where'd he go? He's
1: got—I uh, think he's using the bathroom. He's got many, uh, many pussy stories. Um, he has a—he has colorful language. So, if anybody out there's offended with
2: swear, we'll have to have
3: him explain yeah. some of this.
2: But he's gonna, he says he's going to tell a story. We're just going to let this roll because my man is uh, makes me look like... Uh, he's something else. <laughs> yeah, makes me look
3: like,
1: like uh, Gore Vidal.
3: You know what I realized, too? With the music going, it's going to be very hard to edit this, too. I'm very excited.
1: It's going to be hard to get any of it?
3: No, to edit it. Oh, that's good. That's just fine. Let, no it
1: go. let it go. Let the barrel We're on vacation, and the editor's on vacation. The other night, last night... There he is, ladies and gentlemen... Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Get on that microphone, man. Ladies and gentlemen, a man needs an introduction. His name is Ray.
3: All right, tell me why.
1: Tell me why.
3: Get a little closer on that mic. Get the mic, man. Is that right okay? Is that oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. All right, All right tell
1: me why. I'm okay, here for the interview, it's going to be short, but I'll. Oh, it's it. oh, fine. Yeah. I appreciate okay. you doing Okay, Ray. What are can f- I almost do for you? Ray, are you familiar with what we do or podcasts? Nah, not really. Somewhat. Okay, that's good. We need you right now to just riff. We need you to tell us about life, <laughs> about <laughs> murdering girls, about murdering. What's going on tonight? Are you going to murder somebody? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that I'm taking the night off. I've done enough murdering for the day. Really? Yes. With girls, they they're coming out of the woodwork. Tell I got a real I got a real problem I'm dealing with right now. Tell I'm going to have to please. Uh, is, this,
3: is this my girl? Or what's no, it, what's, this uh, I, is, I don't want to say her name on no, the air. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: This is somebody totally different. Let's hear about. What, this, she's uh, she's worse than what I had. And the temper is extra mean. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So tell us what's going on.
3: Oh, I can't, she, I, she, I, I,
1: she can't stay away. She can't stay away from you. Well, so you must give She's been
3: coming here on a regular. What's the chance that she's sitting on your porch right now waiting for you? Uh, I don't want to answer that right no, now. Yeah, right. So you it's, it's you must,
1: but right. Let's. We're all men here. You must. Yes. A, you must give it to her real good. If she. I. That's the problem. I should. <laughs> <laughs> you must be giving it to her real good. If she keeps coming back. No, we can't have this. So, uh, you. You don't understand. Okay, I don't. If you give her a kitchen knife, she'll cut any and everything moving. Holy shit. You a woman who would
3: just hang out here for weeks at a time? No, Uh, she she comes in. She's been coming
1: in every day because sometimes I'll come in for a nightcap. She's been coming in here every day sitting and waiting. So as soon as I walk, oh, baby, sit right here. Give him a double or triple. Oh, shit. She's been spending money on me like crazy. All right. To get you drunk? Yeah, to get, no, oiled up. Oiled up. Get you oiled up And then what happens Take us into the bedroom Well and then you play Tarzan And uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then you play Tarzan Yes Oh yeah You 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 play uh, Tarzan You're Ray and she's Jane That's what she said No she bought Actually she created Tarzan Oh really She said said, Poppy I said what baby She said listen Let's play Tarzan I'm going to be Jane And I'm going to walk around the house naked Great what is a man to do? I mean, so get hard. Attention. Sex. Yeah, attention. At, attention. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right.
1: Okay, so it's But attention. this
3: isn't Butcher Knife Lady. This is
1: Oh, this is a, this is a new Butcher Knife All Lady. All right. So only butcher knife is is the other only butcher knife problem is the problem is she doesn't carry one butcher knife, she's got like four of them.
3: Jesus. Cuz oh you God. had Butch, he had Butcher Knife Lady before, who was yes, a woman I who I think I went to jail for attacking someone with a knife, I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. God.
1: Yeah, I had Butcher Knife Lady before But now this the, the new Butcher Knife Lady So, Ray, you worked all day Yes, I you worked, worked all day all Chased night. the garbage truck Worked all night All night Yes Ray, Ray is uh, Ray works my neighborhood Yeah At the garbage truck And he's great um, I see him as Stewart sometimes. Yes, awesome. You're getting uh, getting the pint on credit. Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know me too well. Man. Even though the pint comes out the coffee, yeah. it's still a pint. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, got yeah. a. Spe- when I come in, have, I, I got a special mix. Yeah, yeah. A special mix. A special pot. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. You got a special mix of coffee. Yes, it. I must say it's really good. It looks it looks like you know it looks like a bat, but it's a pot. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, butcher knife lady. All right, so let's get back to Tarzan and Jan. I want—I want to take you. I want you to take us. It. The, I, I got to stop. I had—I had to put a stop to it. Wait. So you work all day and then you work all night and then you have to go home and play Tarzan. How do you do it? Oh, I've been, uh, avoidance. Avoidance. Well, I, a couple of nights I, I couldn't avoid it. It was in front of me, so I had oh, to. Of course. But now that I, things are pretty much trying to get under control, I've been cutting back on services, and she's getting mad. <laughs> cutting back on She's like, why don't you give me that good stuff like you used to? No, she wanted she wanted to drink, you know, listen, this woman, just to look at her, she's small. Yeah. And she likes to drink Bacardi and tequila mix and chase it with corona. Holy shit. I can't do that. So she's trying to keep up she wants you to keep up with her. Yeah. I can't do that. So I what said, told so I can't mix like that. So when she's going back to your spot, she's drunk and you're sober. She ain't that young. No? Okay. She's like like 48, 49. That's all right. That's all right.
3: No, it's not. Oh, oh he said drunk. All right, now. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all right. It's no, it's not. No? No, that's no, not I'm working to for get, you.
1: I'm trying to run in the other direction.
3: Young. But
1: she's got she got one hand on the pants leg pulling me back. Oh, uh, so Ray, <laughs> you want to trade up. You want to go to the young stuff. Uh, no, I don't want that either because I have a problem with a young one, too. Well, so do I. She's 18. Ooh. I won't do it. She right. to- and she told me, I don't care how long it takes. She said... You're going to give it to me. I said listen, I'm old enough to be a your grandfather. You're only 18. You haven't be, you haven't been around the corner yet. So after you had <laughs> sex, what did you guys talk about? I didn't. <laughs> I'm not. You didn't. No, but it's not illegal. Come on. Think I know about it's it, not illegal, but what I'm saying is Imagine that this 18-year-old knows that I work here. Oh, she yeah. showed up the other day with well, the-
3: You've had women... I remember you've had women, like, be sleeping and have women start fucking, like, knocking on your window. I've had women
1: knock on my window.
3: <laughs> well, he's sleeping. He was telling me he kept an extra toothbrush around just for women who would knock on his window <laughs> in the middle of the night, I, I've had
1: my window kicked in.
3: <laughs> Holy shit. You must, yeah. They must, you must give
1: him that crazy shit. This was a Dominican young lady. Okay. Okay. I, I went home and I told her, I said, listen, I got to go food shopping. When I come back, you can come in. So I went food shopping. I was putting my food away. She knocked on the window. I came out and said, hey, listen... Can you come back in a half hour? Oh, you got another bitch in here. I said, No, I don't. <laughs> so I closed the door. I'm in there putting the food. In. Next thing I know, here she said, "Okay, motherfucker, don't play me. Play Lotto. Crack my basement window." Jesus Christ! I'm hearing this glass. My landlord said, "Because you thought she was living on top of me," she said, "Ray, what the? What's that noise?" She said, "What do you do?" I said, "Drop, drop the glass." <laughs> no, she kicked my. No, she kicked my window in to get to you. And she said, "Don't play me. Play Lotto." Holy shit! <laughs> That's a great Jesus line. Christ. Don't play me, play lot. I'm going to say that to
3: girls. Don't play me, <laughs> play loud. we call that episode. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Damn. So you had the girls. So the 18-year-old, she's barking up your tree. And barking. Screaming up your tree. <sighs> it goes beyond that. Okay, so do you ever feel tempted? I feel tempted. She's so pretty. Pretty, pretty young, young, tight but I body. I can't do it can't do it? No. Why not? Not even it. just once? A because night of passion? if I do that, then the misbehave pattern is going to change. I don't need that. <laughs> oh, so, okay. See, see, that's my problem. Because if an 18-year-old pushed herself on me, I, I would be in the bed. I can't do it. I told her. I said, if, if, if I do this, it's going to be a problem. Yeah? She said, no, I, I won't. I said, no, no. I already know what you're going to do. As soon, as soon as I'm drying it off, you're going to have your hand out. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as I'm drying off, you're going to have your hand out. I'm pre- <laughs> You got to weigh with words, Ray. I love it. As soon as I'm dry- that's true though, you know that's kinda true though. Because I is. hooked up with a girl, I DJed at a club, and she went home with me. Yeah. And she was like, Well, I don't leave for Phil. I don't leave back to Philadelphia till yeah. Tuesday. So she had to stay at my house for two days, and she wanted me to buy her everything. In exchange for, you know, sex. Oh yeah, they do that. See, I call it a sale item. <laughs> <laughs> okay, elaborate, please. It's <laughs> a <The> sale item. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, you pay for it one way or the other, whether you buy flowers or a bottle of booze or whatever. You pay for pay it one for it. way or the other. It's true. Gas and electric, telephone, gas in the car. <laughs> yes, come right in. Come right in. Don't hide the <laughs> Who do we go. <laughs> come out That's, That's a great sale item. I've had pl- plenty of sale items. Okay, in my we're gonna life. We're, we're gonna let you interview these two next. I'm going to end my interview by saying that murder has to be committed. Uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next encounter. Oh, Ray, thank you so much. You're Ladies and gentlemen, out. Ray the Bouncer. Hey. Hey. Ladies and hey. gentlemen, Ray the Bouncer. Hopefully this won't be the last time. You just gave us some oh, serious no, it, knowledge. There'll be more information in. Ray, 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 Ray. We have one more thing. One last thing. I okay. know the door is filling up. I, yeah. We have a lot of like uh, young men. We have a lot of young men who, who need guidance on this podcast. What, can you give him a, one word of wisdom? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Very good. <laughs>
3: Thank you,
1: Ray. Thank
2: you. All right. Wow, man. That was something else, wasn't it? Holy it's weird. He's shit.
3: Sa- he has that voice on the microphone where it sounds like he's in the room with me. When I listen to it on uh, headphones, I felt like he was just over my shoulders.
2: It is awesome. And he, it is almost – it's – it's really like mr t a lot like i when listening back to it he sounds like and i like <laughs> and i like how i'm like hey ray do you have any last words for anybody and he's like don't do it and that don't. rings so true because this is a man who has done it many times and has regretted it um i we needed to get we need we should have gotten a picture of him but um, we should
3: i i think next time i accidentally go up there um <laughs> I'll. Uh, we should see if we can get him for a full hour. Like he had to run, oh. but I think if we could get him for, uh, Over, for longer, it's something we could, else.
2: If we could go to his apartment where he has all those tricks hanging around, that, that might would be, be too much for me. That would be perfect. I would do that in a minute. We um, had
3: uh, our boss's barbecue and I worked there. Uh, I went there really hungover once, and Ray just had me like rolling for seriously like four hours. He just stood there and I died in the grass like, he's, several times.
2: He's so good. Ray is, uh, I almost want to wait outside with my garbage <laughs> so I can just glimpse Ray. But the, the off chance, like the once a month I see him at the Stewarts near my house, I'm just like, oh my God, Ray. When I was in there, last time I saw him, I was like, holy fuck, it's Ray. And like I said, fuck, in front of like old people who were sitting there drinking. Their coffee <laughs> and working their scratcher tickets. They're like, oh my heavens! Somebody swore in the stewards. I can't believe this. And there's a black man in here too, and he's and there's laughing.
3: some sort of negro here. Watch your purse. There's
2: a negroid here, and he's a garbage. I mean, of course he's a garbage man, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But this this is the mentality. Of the old pe- old people, man. Go. I tell you what, they they won't give you a fucking inch if you're a black person. Forget it. I should know. <laughs> god damn it god god damn it no but i uh, that was that was i love him very much uh,
3: yeah really made my night
2: um i have a brief update about the bare mattress album that people have been asking about um i uh i just i didn't do anything on it for a week so you have to wait there's the update
3: <laughs> I- do you want to get into some questions i saw that that one just came in i don't know if you oh, did it that. no i didn't yep.
2: at all Oh, I'm where uh, I'm on a, uh, a a cosmic plane with somebody.
3: Yeah, you just uh, it's, it's Kismet.
2: <laughs> it's Kismet. Um, I love Kismet so much. Um, cool. Let's ask let's answer it's, some questions real quick. Co- we didn't get a few here. We didn't get that many questions in. Uh, I understand, understandably, because we waited like two weeks to uh, release a podcast.
3: <laughs> it was a minute. It, you know, th- these things take time. Hey, you can't fucking turn this shit on like a faucet.
2: It's free. And uh, we're men with agendas and, and goals to attain. Uh, we wanted to get together and make something real special for you guys.
3: So. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. I want to take a vacation sometime. I'm just going to lay off me.
2: I'm a man. Speaking of vacations, I'm taking a vacation in two weeks, and I'm going back to Birmingham, Alabama. No shit! I am in two weeks. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to eat oh, owls. Uh, I'm going to eat owls. I'm going to sleep in a weird place. And uh, I'm just going to chill uh, for a long weekend. Me, could you
3: send me Al's falafel?
2: Uh, yeah. Like, do you
3: think that's a possible thing to do? Is there a way we can get you to send me Al's falafel? I
2: will overnight you Al's falafel, no question.
3: That would be really dope.
2: Uh, I will send it to your job if you want.
3: Yeah, that would be really super dope. I will do that. I, I, I think I might be the weirdest person on earth if I was like, oh, yes! And I opened up a box <laughs> and pulled that falafel and just fucking mowed down on the sales phone. I
2: guarantee um, it won't be... Like it won't be that because that stuff lasts, man. The falafel with the sauce in it and everything. It might be a little, might be a little gamey, depending. But um, we'll, we'll make it work. I'll send a couple falafels up to you in a FedEx package.
3: Yeah, that's the way to do. it. We'll get something uh, vacuum sealed.
2: Yeah, but you have to you have to document it. You have to take the pictures.
3: All right, yeah, not a Definitely problem.
2: All, all right, Tumblrverse, what you Let's got?
3: What, where's the podcast, scumbags? <laughs> you, you already right, listened to it, Dick. It's right here. Get off me!
2: Fucking Jesus! Shut up! It's episode twenty-eight was one of the best yet. Maintain this approach, thank you.
3: I would love to. I, if, you know, if you guys do want to sort of Kickstarter where I buy a summer house with a fire pit and a pool and we just sit there in front of the fire, I think it'd be a great podcast. No, the, uh, unfortunately, I don't see it being sustainable uh, currently <laughs> with my, my current budget.
2: But remember, Angela, what I told you—that if I hit it big and make a million dollars, oh yeah, I'm putting you on a retainer and I'm buying oh. you a hammock.
3: I'm into it. I'm, I'm good with it. I, I didn't be... even mention that, that if, if it was lighter out in that yard, you would have seen the hammock that was there, too. Damn it. Did you, guys lay,
2: did, you only lay, did you guys lay in the hammock together? We
3: laid in the hammock. I got a little sunburn in the Aww. hammock. No big deal. Is that right?
2: Aww. Did you um, swim nude?
3: No. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm a huge disappointment.
2: I was really hoping for that. <clears throat> <laughs> I like to live vicariously through you sometimes. Where I'm like, uh, hey, you know, that would be cool to like swim nude to a woman, but unfortunately, if I swam nude to a woman, I would look like a f- uh, f- uh, like a like a fur seal. <laughs> I don't
3: know what a fur seal. Is.
2: <laughs> I, I went to the aquarium uh, not too long ago and I saw fur seals for the first time. Seals who have fur and they swim. I don't know how they can swim. They must weigh a ton. But All
0: right.
2: um, where's that Han Solo material, motherfuckers? People want to know. <clears throat> And what's uh, Pavilion Records? Well, first question I already answered. I'm lazy. It'll come. Don't worry. Uh, And what's Pavilion Records? Pavilion Limited is uh, my record label. Pavilions Limited is my record label. And uh, the first release, maybe the only release, is going to be the Bear Mattress four-song EP. Uh, which I can absolutely, for the life of me, cannot do a cover of Katie Lang's "Constant Craving." So uh, I tried really hard for four hours, and um, I even got—I th- even downloaded the tabs—and I just can't do it. Wow, uh, it's hard. It's a very hard song because the timing's all messed up. Remember when we tried to cover Anne Jury, and I couldn't, for the life of me, get the timing down?
3: Yeah, that—that <laughs> that was a harder fucking song than it seemed like yeah. to uh, to cover.
2: It's fucking. Why are fucking Brits, man? Anyway.
3: Uh, this one came in before. I thought it was great. All right. Hey, Hans. I was at Seven Fury in 06. Didn't Sinking Ships play half a set so you guys could jump on that year? Probably. I, re- <clears throat>
0: uh,
3: I don't think so. I think we just had super short sets and we shared gear. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong now. I, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I remember being blown away by your set. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, So after you guys finished, I went looking for your merch table, and all you had were Sincerely CDs.
2: (laughs) Oh, Sincerely. Even more rare than any Sincerely vinyl are the 250 Sincerely CDs that Rev printed for us.
3: I'm surprised we had anything at all. We hate bringing merch. It sucks. It's fucking takes yeah. up so much room. You always have to like watch it. It's just fucking... It's such a hassle. No,
2: you're not... What, the eight bucks you're going to make at the end of the night? Sometimes doesn't doesn't really matter. You, you know,
3: know, honestly, we're at the point where sometimes we really do well with merch, but still, I just don't want to fucking... I don't want the hassle. Like, I would no. rather have the extra room to put my legs out and stretch <laughs> than, uh, than fucking bring merch.
2: But bringing a merch guy also, like is terrible because this is generally somebody you wouldn't spend a lot of time with anyway yeah
3: it's it, uh, yeah it's never a good scene. <laughs> it's
2: never the few times that we brought merch people out it was like ugh, ugh, who cares that kind of thing.
3: i uh, i've never i don't think i've ever done well no that's not true i was gonna say i don't think i've ever dealt with the band with the merch guy that everyone was like yeah this dude fucking rules usually it's somebody's buddy they want to <laughs> send out yeah um, I wasn't with you guys when you had Zach on merch.
2: He was great. He was um, a trooper. He almost died on that tour. So he almost he died a,
3: on that tour, so that, I, would, that, that sort of evens out. That was also
2: a tour where we sold zero merch and had z- next to zero people show up to our shows. So That was
3: also the same tour where you, your head exploded.
2: You have to keep bringing that up, man. i got I told gotta you I'm not in the, you I you on Once the an good. Episode. You're, you're bitter and resentful because you wish I was still around.
3: I do. <laughs> you, you wish There's I more to this question here. I'm fucking, I'm fucking up here. Okay. Uh, Then I went back to the balcony slash walkway thing at the back of the stage to watch Next bands. Patrick was there talking to these two girls, and I remember him saying to them, you can't really like this band. If I remember correctly, right on it was playing. Awesome. That is probably the most accurate representation of what going to one of our shows yeah. is like. No, <laughs> like seriously. really nails it.
2: Meanwhile, we were, like, um, we were probably like in the van ready to leave right after we
3: played. Sound and Fury 06, I had a really, really bad time. I don't know what it was. It's, you know that point where you've, you, I I think anyone in hardcore over 30 probably has had this moment where you spent a lot of time doing hardcore shit, like essentially spent most of your teens and your twenties doing like scene shit and for the scene and all this scene shit. (laughs) And then you go to this room and you suddenly realize that it was time absolutely wasted. Oh my like god. Like time you will oh never my, ever so, get back.
2: Yeah, so wasted.
3: Most people are lucky to have that. They go to a local show and they have it and they go home and they yeah. get they get really sad and they just wanna go and like listen to Neil Young in their front porch for a week and then they're kind of over it. I had my really bad realization three thousand miles from home at Sound and Fury <laughs> Fest. I yeah. was so unbelievably dark that day. I don't think I've ever been that. Dark, yeah,
2: you're, that was your darkest. A fuck, day. That's
3: a rough scene. That's that was like my nine eleven. It was. And bad. It wasn't even about hardcore. It was about being like, oh my god, what? What did I ever spend my time like? All the things I could have done in like yeah. between age fifteen and what, like twenty six that I didn't do because of stupid hardcore shit. Man, no. that was a rough scene for me. Yeah,
2: it's like that's like you know fifteen years. That's like ten years of wearing the. You know the same alternating black t-shirts and yeah like I should, right. <laughs> so I should have just gotten to jail
3: right you know i should just go to jail and gotten out and i would have like gotten <clears throat> a job fucking bagging groceries and that would be that
2: maintain interests that have nothing to do with music
3: please do please do you will be so much happier you for will. it in the long term
2: you will because uh, soon enough you will be the oldest dude at the show mm-hmm. trying to get that young stuff and then the girls will make fun of you uh Texting themselves in the venue, or uh, while they're, while you're talking to one of their friends, and then it'll just be a big joke. Oof. Oh wait, that's just me.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: rough. Oh wait, that's just me when I'm actually legitimately trying to engage somebody in conversation, and I get the, the look over, and then I see her friends looking over, and then I'm like, wait, I know what's going on.
3: here. Uh, I've been through this one before.
2: No, uh, wait, I know what's going on here. This is some fucking Sweet Valley High bullshit um uh nice to meet you sorry
3: um an anonymous uh tumblr follower has wished you a happy birthday
2: thank you very much that's super nice i'm um, 36 in a mere fucking oh my god three what hours was your,
3: what was your time
2: um shit i think i was born six uh around 6 a.m there
3: you go i was four forty four in the morning wow you should play. even even fucking being born I was a pain in the ass
1: <laughs> no i think yeah you know what that's true
2: I, I think i was my mother was in labor for like seven hours though and i was like a 10 pound baby so Oof, jesus yeah i was a big i was a big boy I was a, I was a heavy boy
3: oh what do we got i know you guys are lungfish fans sure. thoughts on daniel higgs post lungfish music career is this strange mystic slash borderline homeless man thing going well
2: it doesn't matter if it's going well or not. It's, yeah, I, it's so. going
3: as well as anyone doing that is going to do. You know, it's whatever.
2: Yeah, I mean, much... I mean, the concept of being a genuine article, like, much like Ray, much, you know, is is going by the wayside and everybody's just sort of becoming each other in, in weird ways. Um, you Jan Higgs is a genuine outsider weirdo. You know, he plays... He had played good music. His His new... I mean, it's above... I, I, very few things in this life, I think, are above criticism. But his stuff is one of it, just because yeah. he's consistently doing his own goddamn thing, and that is so admirable. And he, I don't think he's even aware that people enjoy his music. I think he just—I think he just does it, and then like tattoos an all-seeing eye on somebody's leg for like a thousand bucks.
3: I see him in my neighborhood fairly often. I keep wanting to like stop him and ask him for a tattoo, but uh, should? Uh, eh, I don't know. I always feel fucking weird approaching people like that.
2: I would have him tattoo an all-seeing eye on me immediately. Oh, I
3: would definitely. Yeah, no question. You could do it with a pen. That's fine.
2: <laughs> here's an ink. Here's a Bic pen that I uh, that I kept from school. Can you put this yeah, on me, just, to Dan? Just Higgs?
3: Stab an all-seeing eye into my neck.
2: What if I ran up to him wearing sweatpants and a Seahawks jersey and spiked a football on his head?
3: I think it'd be a good look.
2: And I was like, "Sooty, Sutsu, motherfucker. <laughs> What's up? Talking songs for fucking spiking." Bitch ass. I know who you are, Dan Higgs.
3: (laughs) Maybe if I see him, I'll ask him to fucking tattoo a Seahawks logo on me.
2: Oh, that would be so good. Hey, hey, Dan Higgs, man. I heard you tattoo. Can you tattoo Taz wearing a volunteer fireman's uniform? (laughs) Could you, and then with the banner, find her hot, leave her wet? Oh, God. Um, that because that's what firemen do—they find them hot and they leave them wet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, could you tattoo who farted as a tramp stamp on me? <laughs> could you what see? What, could you tattoo um individual dead bears on each of my ten toes?
3: Yeah, fuck.
2: Could you tattoo the words to um, uh, you know, one of those fucking long lungfish songs on my back? Um, I love that song where he's like, do you believe in revolution? <laughs> that one, that's son- that talking song's for walking. That's one of the first records I ever bought. Yeah. It really was. Even though I was like, I bought it in Olympia when I was trying to be really cool. And people were like, ooh, lungfish. Boo. But it was fucking really good. And that, that record has traveled with me across country. And uh, it, it's one of the best. Um, I, I, like-
3: um, I always have, anytime I get on a plane. Yeah, I always have a playlist on my phone that's just a single song, which is uh, Lung, Fishes" and the Word. Uh, because if I am going to die in a plane crash, that's what I'd like to listen to as I <laughs> yeah. uh, as I plummet. Really? I, this is serious. I actually have a playlist with just one song always on the phone, kind of ready anytime I'm on the plane. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a weird fucking window in my mind right there.
2: Well, I think that you would somehow survive, because you'd be limp, you'd just be listening, and, and you wouldn't hear the shrieks and and cries and begging of other people when they know that they were going to die you just this open.
3: week has really shown us that surviving a plane crash is not as uh, as difficult as they made it out to be.
2: Well no, but did you hear that shit about the San Francisco? the girl was ejected right the Chinese girl there were one was ejected and she fucking she broke her neck she's fucking dead but the other girl was ejected and she lived and then a fucking fire truck ran over her dude
3: whoa yeah. I can't watch the news because it really fucking bugs me out. So I'm just getting this all fifth hand.
2: No, I I read that. uh, I read that CNN. It was like very possible, considering the injuries. Well, she probably had like a a cartoon like tire track across her chest. (laughs) You know, which is like she survived. She's chilling. Probably hears the sirens coming. Like, oh, thank God, I survived. I'm really fucked up, but. Uh, you know, I probably broke a couple eggs, and uh, I'm feeling pretty bad, I'm punctured a lung, but thank God I hear the sirens coming, and then the sirens are getting louder and louder, and then it's like, vroom, <laughs> right over her head. <laughs> Whoops.
3: Jesus Christ. Well, she, you know what? That's, that's a, rough. But that's some... i like, ah, fuck it, though. You know, you still survived a plane crash.
2: Plus, that's some karmic shit. If that happens to you, you survive... Mm. A plane crash, but then you get run over. Like she, probably yeah, that
3: f- happens to you and Wiley e. Coyote, and that's it. Yeah,
2: she probably. F- I mean, even though she's a young girl, she probably fucks someone right over. Oof. you got that fucking karma coming back to you. Karma is real. You know, I tell you, uh, well, that's, at least that's what I tell myself, and I haven't fucked anybody over in a really long time. So
3: maybe it's time. Maybe that's what's going to turn your shit around.
2: Uh, you know, I'm feeling like George Benson, man. I'm turning my love around right now. <laughs> I'm back on the good foot. Thank God for pharmaceuticals. I'm like, uh, I'm almost halfway done with my Seroquel XR, though. So we'll see. The next few weeks could be interesting. Yeah,
3: this could be a wild ride. So I have
2: to get a new doctor da- down here, because uh, I'm not going to pay $186 every time I visit my mm-hmm. uh <laughs> nurse practitioner And That's for only 15 in gas minutes. Cost. Yeah, really. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> okay, here's a uh, an open-ended question.
3: Well, I was going to say, we've got two left. Well, we've got two that are unanswered. We only have time for one. So do you want to go historical, or do you want to go speculative?
2: Um, <laughs> Speculative.
3: All right. Fuck, now I lost it. What are the current living conditions of Sean Duty and Patrick Kinlan? <laughs> uh, well, we've
2: touched on Sean Duty. Sean Duty's living. We
3: we privately touched on Sean Duty. I don't think we really talked about it much uh, on the podcast. Sean Duty is living in a loft space in Bushwick. Cool. uh, With two people who are going to move out at the end of the month. And I believe, as of yet, he is still unsure as to where he's going to live. And that's in. Little over half a month, he's got to figure out how to find an apartment in Brooklyn.
2: <clears throat> not only find an apartment in Brooklyn, but get the money up for that down for that yep. that fucking security first and last months. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to save up like five grand pretty quick.
3: Luckily, Shonduri always assumes he's broke to the point of like lunacy, so I don't think he spends any money on anything. He's got an actual mental disorder about money, so uh, he might actually have a bunch of money saved up. Regardless, wow. like not a good look.
2: The current living conditions, though. Like, does he live in a vegan loft oh. where people are cooking all the time? Yes,
3: Sean Diddy lives in a vegan loft where people are cooking and using kettlebells all the time uh, or <laughs> having band practice. He lives in a room where the... Walls and the ceiling don't touch, so if someone's in the living room and they turn the light on, he can see the light from his room.
0: <laughs> He's in
3: a loft bed with a broken stereo below it on top of a dresser that I don't think you can fully extend because the wall is right there. Uh, and then he has uh actually has my old computer on a desk that I don't think has any speakers on it, so he can't listen to any music or like do anything on the computer mm-hmm. other than answer Tumblr questions. <laughs> Uh, and he, I think he's got, like, one like depressing overhead light. Oh, it's what, a scene.
2: What a fucking nightmare. Jesus Christ. Hey, Goody, you can come back and live with me, buddy, if you want. You can come back. Come back to Albany, man. Albany misses you. It's like Gordon Lightfoot. Please come back to Boston. Please <laughs> please come back to Albany. Patrick's living conditions, I have no idea. I know he lives. I in, couldn't tell you. I know he lives in California. He's probably got that jet set life. Um, I would
3: Say no. I think he lives across the street from a shooting range in uh, Skid Row. Wow, cool. Which is yeah, I'm fairly certain. Unless his living arrangements have changed uh, drastically in the past year, he's uh, <laughs> he's in a shit spot. The difference is, if you understand, you're in a shit spot, and right. you just you use that as a uh, a means to get other shit done. I mean, fuck it, whatever. I I think everyone's done it at one point or another.
2: Yeah, sure. I'm i there right now, bro. <laughs> I'm getting my shit done. Game, much you done.
3: You know what? That question was pretty quick. We got time for that other one, so let's go historical.
2: Well, you want some kind of timetable, man?
3: No, uh, yeah, you know, you, uh, we have to add our ray time in. Is oh, that kind of yeah, that's on?
2: right, man. I got you. We <laughs> um, <clears throat> If each of you could, do you really want to answer those? Uh, if, okay. If no, we,
3: I was. I wasn't even pretending this one was a real question. I hate these fucking okay, questions.
2: Never mind. We won't do that one. Um <clears throat>
3: Sorry, Anonymous. I don't mean to shit on your question, but I can't answer those things. uh, It's like, what's your favorite color? Like, I don't know. uh, I I like colors. I like everything, man. I don't know.
2: Kentucky Fried Chicken. There, there you go. Um, Actually, yeah, I
3: would go with, all right, Last Meal. was the question? One meal and one drink for dinner. Yeah, I'd go, I I would get, like, uh, I'd get the Fried Chicken from Brooklyn Star.
2: Great, yeah. I'd get it from Kennedy Fried Chicken on Central (laughs) Avenue With with an orange Fanta every night. That'd be perfect for the rest of my life. Perfect. Um... Uh, well, well, let's see here. Um, we can talk about how End of Year got together first. That's
3: what I was looking at. That All was the right. other one I saw on um
2: Okay, here we go. I'm unsure if this has been asked or talked about on the podcast before like every week. Okay, straight up. <laughs> but how did End of the Year first get together? Okay. Uh, well, a bunch of us got together in a room and we played some music. I fucking rocked it. I wrote like four songs in a row, including Caldor. And, fucking, if you're not into it, you're dead, and all that good shit. And then Patrick joined the next practice, and we fucking rocked it uh, for, like, a long time. And then I met a girl on the internet, and I quit. There you go.
3: That was, yeah, that was more or less the extent (laughs) of it.
2: No, no, no. We, um, this dude, Mike, uh, who's, like, really married and has a kid and everything, and hasn't been involved in the band at all in a million years... Um, got, uh, and, and me and, uh, Eric Busta and, um, Dave Ziedman, who now lives in, Port- Ziedman. lives in Portland and, uh, and gets really high and makes like weird outsider music, which is actually pretty good. Um, we all got together. He played like a small scale bass and it was like, uh, he played like bass guitar literally. Yeah, did, you know? It was
3: all over the place.
2: All over the place. But it was cool and we immediately got together and wrote a bunch of songs. And, um, Patrick joined the next week. I don't, I'm not sure how he... He just kind of showed up one day. I'm not sure who lobbied for him to be, to come. But uh, then he wrote some lyrics. And then a week later, we played our first show at a college, uh, barely knowing any of the songs. But we had such momentum because it was a good mix. Especially when you have like a, a really hot shot drummer like Eric Booster. Yeah. It's like a – and and uh, Dave Zeman was all over the place, but he was pretty strong rhythmically. And, and if you have a strong – dudes who are starting a band, like if you have a, you need a really strong drummer and you need a really strong bass player.
3: Yeah. Get and that, if you get that rhythm section in lock, everything else is easy. Yeah.
2: And your bass player can't get too cute and he can't turn up too loud and he can't do any of that fucking shit that every fucking bass player does just needs to sit back, and he needs to realize that the back seat is his forever. And, you know, no, I mean, no one's going to, like, you know, you're not probably not going to get a zine interview, and you're definitely not going to get your picture taken, but you're going to make the band really good. Yeah, I mean, and when you listen to
3: all that we you we use it as an example, when you listen to all of those really killer Van Halen records, it's Michael, all Michael Anthony, just, all Michael just Anthony. Bomb, 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 just killing it's it. All, bomb, it's bomb, it's
2: bomb, all, it's all Michael Anthony, do 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 It's just so good. It's so simple. Yeah. It's
3: so good, and it just makes everything, everything else falls into place around it, and it's yeah. wonderful.
2: Yeah, if your bass player can you play the the zeros, ones, and threes, uh he's he's uh, really really good. And uh, if your drummer it can be metronomic and take some risks, but be relatively metronomic and just kind of hang back and do your thing, it, it, it makes for a really good band, and it and it doesn't really matter what the guitar is doing, or the singer for that matter.
3: No, that's, and when you, or listen to Crazy Horse, like, those dudes can't play for shit except for one thing, but they play the one thing so fucking nicely. Oh my god. You can do anything over it, and it seems perfect. It's yeah. all just glues together.
2: Definitely. It's just I mean the beginning of Harvest is just doom doom Yeah. Dum, 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 it's that's all it is and it's That's so not even good. Crazy
3: Horse. That's like that's the Stray Gators, but still the content no, exactly. is just solid. Yeah, yeah, solid, exactly. solid, solid.
2: Yeah. The Stray Gators. The uh that one Crazy Horse record that has the song She's Hot on it. Yeah. God damn that is when Neil Young just decided to do a Crazy Horse record and not sing at all and just play guitar his guitar is he's just like really goes nuts with it it's so cool
3: and i saw fucking uh, neil young and crazy horse in november uh man yeah. frank san pedro not looking too hot and he's looking <laughs> like uh looking like michael mcdonald
2: oh speaking of michael mcdonald i love him
3: <laughs> she
1: come from somewhere back in a long ago
3: Alright, well let's uh let's pull the plug on this. Wrap it up. Let's go I'll home.
2: It. Let's go home. I'm tired. Let's go home. Wrap it up. I'll get the Fabulous Thunderbirds are playing Live at five in Albany with one original member. Let that sink wow. in for a moment. Nice. With <laughs> one original the singer. One original member and a bunch of jobbers. That's cool. That that uh remember that song Wrap It Up, dude?
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> really good.
2: Anyways, this has been uh, Overnight Drive number 29. 29. Talking about we're shit legitimately your grandfather listened to.
3: <laughs> uh, we are coming back next week with 30. 30. And 30 at at least at this point appears to be the conspiracy theory spectacular. Oh, yeah. So get your fucking conspiracy theories in. You know, all that shit. Right on. And um Just don't be don't be boners this week. Be uh, be upstanding citizens.
2: Seriously, just you know, be cool. Um, In the words, in the immortal words of uh, Ray the Bouncer, don't do it.
3: Don't do it. Spike a football on Dan Higgs' head and uh,
2: (laughs) spike a football and say, "Tell him that the fucking Ravens suck" because he's from Baltimore. (laughs) I, you know he's a Ravens fan. He's old enough and he probably fucking peeps a football game every now and then. Remember, what if they spanned? What if, like, Chris, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels was like, uh, oh, and an attendance tonight, uh, Dan Higgs from Longfish.
3: Well, that's Dan Higgs. He appears to be making a doll out of some kind of string.
2: <laughs> Chris Collins was like, ha ha ha, you know, he, he might need a shave at some point there. He might get to get that man a razor. <laughs> Anyways, back to the action. The Patriots are losing by 1,000 points to the Seahawks.
3: Oh, Tim Tebow just shot himself.
2: Tim Tebow just shot himself with a revolver, um, and uh, nobody's, nobody's bothering nobody to, to take up to the care. <laughs> Someone just slipped in his blood, and they're now taking care of the player that just <laughs> slipped.
3: <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week with thirty. Um, uh, yeah, tell your weird friend. You got anything you want to plug?
2: Uh, I like to plug my birthday. Uh, I would like to plug a beautiful woman at some All right. point. Um.
3: Episode thirty five is my new. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna get me laid by. You're gonna
2: get me laid by episode thirty five. Episode thirty
3: five is when this is happening.
2: Er, perfecto. Um, uh, photographs of Craigslist. It's uh, taken off. Uh, it's some some way. People seem to enjoy it very much. Andrew mm-hmm. Anderson's enjoy. Um, Bear mattress album coming out sometime before the end of the summer. I just have to get my shit together. I just have to pick a weekend and do it.
3: Um, I got nothing we only did the podcast For the last one like two days ago So I got nothing new to report
2: Cool well um, uh, enjoy the summer Uh, Happy birthday to me